come to this happy place. Welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, manténganse alejados. This is a So today on Miles from Main Street, we've got my buddy Luke here, and he took a trip to Disney. So we want a trip report from him, and it better be a good one. It's good to, good to talk to you, Luke. Yeah, great to be back. I've been excited to get back on since I was on for the first time and excited to share my trip with you guys and how it went. Yeah, pr- pretty soon we're just we're just going to make you a uh, normal fixture here on the show. So. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Um, I think I might as well just dive right in. Yeah, go for it. Uh, give us a, a good little overview of uh, everything you were able to do. Sure. So, quick overview. Um, it was pretty recent. We arrived on November 11th, which was a Thursday. We ended up leaving on the Friday, November 19th. So, it ended up being a nine-day, eight-night stay. Um, we stayed at Saratoga Springs the entire time. We were in a two-bedroom villa preferred, um, so that put us in the Congress Park. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar with the Saratoga Springs layout, there's a few different uh, portions of the resort, and kind of some are in a better location than others. Um, And the Congress Park is one of the preferred locations. That's like a three- or four-minute walk to downtown Disney, Disney Springs. Which is awesome. Um, okay. I, I I did that just at the, on the last episode, so <laughs> they're pretty used to it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, we we took a new person, and I kept calling it that, and he was very confused. But eventually, he got the hang of it. Um, so continuing on, um, we stayed at Congress Park, which is close to Disney Springs, and there's also the Springs at Saratoga Springs, by Disney Springs. A lot of springs <laughs> going on. Um, and that one is more close to the main, uh, they call it the carriage house, is where kind of the artist palette is and the main pool and the, the lobby and all of that. Um, so we ended up staying close to Disney Springs, which was nice for my mom and for us. Um, super quick walk. And aside from not being by the main pool, it, ha- it still has its own pool, um, which is pretty private, which was fun. We were able to kind of throw a ball around and have some fun later on in the evening because there wasn't really anybody there which was awesome. Um, The downside to staying at Congress Park is Saratoga Springs as a whole kind of only has one bus route per resort. So it doesn't go to one section of Saratoga Springs and to uh, the park. It goes to all of the sections in a sequential order. So staying in Congress Park, you're actually the second to last stop. Um, so we did run into a good amount of trouble there because more often than not for when we were going early for those uh, early magic hours for the resort guests, uh, by the time the buses got to us, they were actually full. So our um, our remediation for that was we ended up just using Lyft and Uber a lot, mm. which isn't great. I love Disney transportation and I love riding the buses and I find it kind of fun, um, but we, if we wanted any chance to be able to get to the parks for the early magic hours, um, we had to take an Uber or Lyft, um, which wasn't terrible uh, as far as cost-wise goes across our nine days that we were there. Um, we split it across four people and it ended up only being about $37 a person, which oh, nice. wasn't bad at all over nine days. Um, with a good good chunk of rides in there. Yeah, so. I uh, when the last trip that I went to, uh, I wasn't staying on Disney property, so that I mean that was my first mistake. Uh, but I did find that if you really wanted to get to the parks, and this was kind of around when nobody could get to the parks early, uh, earlier than other people. But I did find that it definitely helps if you do 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 those rideshare um, plans, and then. Just like, I mean, at one point we were like the 10th car in line for Animal Kingdom and I was able, we were able to do everything within like the first couple of hours. So, so that's crazy. So, um, I've definitely done that before where, where I've ride shared into the parks, um, just because transportation is, is, was a mess. Yeah, we definitely ran into that issue. 
at Saratoga Springs. Um, my only advice would be that uh, ride sharing does not get you anywhere near uh, Magic Kingdom, unfortunately. Yep. You know, they can only take you to the ticket and transportation center. You need to hop on a monorail from there, which we hadn't quite planned for. Um, a little bit added extra travel time. But otherwise, most parks, they get you closer than the buses can, which is nice, especially if you have people that don't do well walking. And, you know, especially for Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, the buses are pretty far away. Mm-hmm. So if you if you take a take a ride share, you ended up you end up right at the front gate, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. So speaking of parks, we ended up going with a seven day park hopper. Which was very long. Um, <laughs> our our reasoning behind it was that we could do a two or three day park hopper and spend a lot of money to go to the Forbidden Park. Um, but we decided that we didn't want to spend all that money um, just on one day at at Universal. So we realized that it it would cost the same to have three-day hopper plus one day at Universal as a seven-day park hopper. So we decided to go with the seven-day park hopper, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, I think it was a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of stuff to do across seven days. Um, so so do you think it was just like you had you had too much time to do stuff, or was it like you you felt like like everything was a little too spread out throughout the trip? Yeah, it seemed like it was a bit spread out because um, it kind of felt bad to not be at the parks. It kind of felt like you were wasting money if you weren't at the parks, mm-hmm. which ended up for some pretty long days. Um, I think it would have been nice to have a day or two or three of just kind of hangout time, just do your thing at Disney Springs or hang out at the pool on the nice days, explore a little bit um, and, you know, check out the Magic Kingdom resorts and the the Christmas decorations and all that throughout. Um, I find it didn't leave us as much time to kind of do what we wanted. It seemed like we were more forced to be at the parks um, every day that we were there pretty much. So um, speaking of Christmas decorations, going to make a quick, quick hop here. Mm -hmm. Um, Very disappointing. Actually, it, it was a bit sad. Um, Normally on the bridge from Saratoga Springs to Disney Springs, it's all decorated, um, lots of lights and stuff, and there wasn't really anything there. Um, Saratoga Springs itself wasn't decorated at all. Um, but my mom, my mom asked one of the the cast members in the carriage house area, um, just kind of where where are all the decorations, and and she answered back and said that a lot of the budget ended up going to the to the bigger, more popular resorts. Um, my mom said, I didn't get to go, but my mom said Grand Floridian was completely decked out and just beautiful. Um, but at the same time, you had the trade-off. If you're not staying there, then your resort isn't quite as decorated as they used to be, which was a little disappointing. You know what's kind of interesting with that? Um, and you kind of think about now the way that uh, extra magic hours are working. Um the PM extra magic hours are just for deluxe resorts. And I wonder, and now hearing this, it's like, I wonder if they've made like an, like an actual decision to let that these deluxe resorts are going to get more of the perks. And I wonder if that's, uh, I mean, I've always wanted to stay at, at a deluxe resort. Um, but I just wonder if that's been like a decision that like, they like some of these really high level deluxe resorts. They want to give like more, more professional, like more treatment towards them than these other resorts. Yeah, definitely. That was, that was kind of part of our thought too. Um, we were also a little confused. I mean, in the back of my head, I was, I was kind of like, well, they decorated every year. So where are the decorations? Exactly. You know, don't they just put them in storage? But um did have a good thought that it might, actually just be cheaper for them to buy them massively in bulk and instead of paying for storage, which I guess could be the case, but yeah. um, it's been decorated before. So where the decorations that they previously had went, yeah, <laughs> they disappeared, I guess. Um, but that's kind of, kind of what, what my thoughts were as far as the decorations 
throughout. Um, a little disappointing from the last time we were there. Yeah. So diving into the parks, um, we obviously went to all of them multiple times. Um, just kind of go down the list of, of kind of what, what went down at each park. Start with Magic Kingdom. Um, we had a seven-day park hopper, and we did not make it on Splash Mountain, which is the most disappointing part of all of it and insane wow. to think about. Yeah. Um, that it, it was really just closed the entire time, almost. Uh, I think it went two days straight without ever even opening, which is, which is crazy. Uh, that's one of my one of my favorite rides, and it's a classic. I was real disappointed, um, especially since we had a person with us that had never been to Disney World before. Mm-hmm. Um, Splash Mountain's kind of a staple that, that I like to take people on. Um, we Haunted Mansion, where it was also kind of in the same boat, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we didn't make it on that either. It was closed the large majority of the time. Wow. Um, and then by the time it opened, and we realized that it was open in the app, the line had already skyrocketed and it wasn't something that we were willing to spend over an hour in line for um we had a lot of time but we didn't do as much exploring through the park as i would have liked to um bit of a different crowd that i had with me um not as big of disney nerds as as i am (laughs) um so they were more focused on getting on kind of the fun rides and stuff um, so we didn't do as much exploring and seeing kind of going on some of the classic rides as I would have liked to. Um, but that's all right. It was still a great time. Um, we did get evacuated off of Space Mountain. <laughs> uh, luckily, luckily, we had gone on it a couple days prior. Um, but on our last day, it was we got... Uh, Actually, no, sorry. It was the day we were golfing, so we had a tea time mm. um, to get to, and we'd just gone to Magic Kingdom in the morning just to kind of hit a couple rides. Um, so we went on Space Mountain, and we were in line for, wasn't too bad, probably about 50 minutes. Um, and we were fourth to get on the ride. Uh, they had the three spaces per car, uh, and we were the people that were about to be assigned our, our numbers. And then they... <clears throat> everything stopped and then they ended up escorting everybody off. Um, so we talked to the person inside the little shop there outside of space mountain. And they said to talk to the cast members that were outside. Um, I've never had this happen before, but when we talked to them, we're like, cause I mean, normally you just get a fast pass. Mm-hmm. That's how it's always been. And we talked to them and they said, they're not going to do anything, mm-hmm. which seemed kind of strange to us. Uh, and at that point there was kind of a mob there <laughs> And a very large crowd of people that just got kicked off the ride that were within three or four minutes of getting on the ride that were kind of questioning. And there ended up being like six or seven cast members there that didn't really know what to do. And they had to call higher ups to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And eventually they gave in and gave us fast passes. But I thought that was a bit strange that it just wasn't part of the norm where they were just like, all right, get in line. Like, we'll give you your give you your complimentary fast pass, come back any time of the day. It took a lot of pushing and shoving and a lot of people to even get that, which seems a bit strange. That That is interesting. And I wonder how much of that, because I've definitely been, I've definitely been at Disney with the paper fast passes. And I feel like they would throw those out to anybody. At, oh yeah. And like, I, at one point I was like walking around with like a pin that said like maybe it was like a birthday pin or like it was like an anniversary pin or something like that. And just because of the pin, I was given paper fast passes. So I wonder if it's just harder now to do that. Uh, I also wonder if it's like they just don't come across that very much anymore where people are like asking for fast passes. Um, but I but I mean it could be something where it's just harder to to give comp fast passes now. Um, whereas before it was literally just like a piece of paper and you would just like throw them out and people could use them whenever they wanted to. But yeah. 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 On the uh, topic of that, they, they did, uh, we had our tickets set up through, I just had mine set up on my phone through Google pay because I forgot my magic man and I didn't really want to buy one. Um, so I just used my phone for everything. So they just kind of scanned the QR code for my ticket on my phone and, it apparently assigned it there. 
Mm -hmm. Um, We never received them. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that that was a bit of a disappointment, but we had to leave the park. So even if we got them, we couldn't use them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just didn't have time because we were going golfing. Yeah. So moving on from Magic Kingdom, which I would say was a bit underwhelming Mm -hmm. uh, than the usual. Um, I think (laughs) we were at Magic Kingdom for three days, um, and I think we ended up getting on four rides total. Um, Buzz Lightyear, Space Mountain, and the People Mover, and that was pretty much it. (laughs) I begged everyone to go on the People Mover because that's one of my favorites. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And it's just a classic. Um, Magic Kingdom seemed a bit underwhelming, um, but Hollywood Studios made up for it, I think. Mm. Uh, It was the first time that we managed to get there in time for Rise of the Resistance. and I think that ride was, I've never experienced anything like it before. It <laughs> felt like I was on the set of Star Wars when you walk into that first room there with mm-hmm. all the clone troopers looking at you. It's it's an experience. <laughs> Absolutely oh, yeah. worth the, the two-hour line, I'd say. Um, we got in very early, so we only waited probably 30 minutes, which was awesome. Nice. When we got there, it said it was closed on the app, but the line was short, so we thought we'd chance it and got lucky, and it ended up opening like 10 minutes later. Mm. But, yeah, that <clears throat> that ride, I absolutely recommend. Um, we did, at one point, go to the guest experience booth at Hollywood Studios and complained about our FastPass situation from the previous day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they were able to look on our accounts and they said, they said, yep, it, I see they gave it to you, but it never got activated. So they were able to give us a fast pass for Hollywood studios, which was cool. Nice. We went with um, rock and roller coaster, I think, which we went on a total of six or seven times. Wow. Um, we we just go single rider and it's so fast. It's, yeah, it's great. Uh, one of the one of the best perks if you don't have like a little one there, if you don't care as much about riding with your friends, single rider is absolutely the way to go. <laughs> um, it got us just on it again and again with no issues. So highly recommend single rider if if you have the opportunity to do so and you don't want to wait for the usually uh, about an hour hour line. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Toy Story a lot. <laughs> I did not get the weekly high score, which I'm a bit disappointed in myself for. Oh. My brother ended up beating me out most of the times, but we did very well, at least, uh, usually top in the cart, at least, which was mm-hmm. cool. Um, we went two for two at Tower of Terror with super good sequences, which was awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's the same every time now, but they seem pretty similar, but they are both super good. Uh, one of us had us drop all the way from the top to almost the bottom, which was really cool. Nice. That was um, one of the luckier parts, I'm thinking. Um, we, oh, going back to Rock and Roller Coaster, um, you know how in the room, how you can, you know, yell about the backstage passes? Mm-hmm. Um Usually the cast member does it, and we didn't do it. But kind of when we when um, Stephen is talking, and you you kind of agree with him, we we learned it's like he'd be talking and be like, "How about some how about some backstage passes?" And we go, "Yeah, how about that? Yeah!" And eventually you get the whole room the whole room with you. They're like, "Yeah, let's do it! Yeah!" And just absolutely hype up the room, and everyone's cheering at the end, which was really fun every time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, def- I'll definitely, I'll have to do that. I've always wanted to find the cast member and be like, hey, hey, can I do it? <laughs> and see if they <laughs> let, let me do me. it this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm convinced I could do it better at this point. Usually they're a bit late and rush it. Yeah. I think, I think I, I think I could beat them out for, for the job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was too nervous to, to actually yell that. So mm. I just, we just hyped up, hyped up everyone in there, which was a good time. <laughs> well, that's good. So all in all, I'd say that Hollywood Studios was definitely a win uh, made up for a lot of it. We didn't make it on the new Mickey and Minnie ride. 
Mm. Um, the line was always just way too insane, and I'm not a big fan of lines over an hour and a half long, really. Yeah. Um, the days were nice, but it just wasn't wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. So we did end up taking, moving on, we did end up taking the Skyliner, which was cool. It was a pretty long ride, actually, with one hop at the uh, Caribbean Beach to go to Epcot. Um, it was pretty cool to ride in that. I enjoyed it. It wasn't too hot, which was nice. I think if it's very hot, those might be a little miserable, but yeah. At least for the day that we were on it, it, it was good. Um, so we did take that to Epcot, and the big, the big event that we had going on for our trip was my brother is actually turning twenty one while we were there. <laughs> so we took the time to um, kind of go around the worlds at Epcot. We enjoyed the food and wine festival, um, and really took advantage of that, and had some fun with my brother. You know, just turning twenty one. Nice. Um, as far as Epcot goes, it's right when you walk in, it's a little confusing um, because everything is walled off. Mm. It's it's kind of hard to tell where to go. We did go the wrong way the first time we got there because it's not super obvious mm-hmm. on where to go to get to kind of the back section of the park once you get to the other side of uh, Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. All of that's just walled off, so you can't really tell where you are very well. Um Eventually we got the hang of it, but that was a bit strange mm-hmm. of, of having the entire portion walled off. Um, once we got back there, though, Test Track, a classic, of course. Um, both times we went on it, we were there was not a single soul in the single rider lane at all. Wow, yeah. We, we walked on and the cast members were like begging us to walk faster because <laughs> they had so many open seats, um, which was really cool. I've never had it that short before. We just walked, literally didn't stop moving until we were sitting in our cars, which was really cool. <laughs> that, was, that was the first time I had that happen. Um, so after Test Track, we hit the Food and Wine Festival, which is kind of spread out all throughout the park. You need to do a little bit of searching to find the different countries that you're looking for because um, there's more food and wine country kiosks than there are countries at Epcot. Mm-hmm. They're kind of spread out all over, and it's not super obvious where some of the countries that don't have their own country at Epcot exists. <laughs> um, so we did did have a bit of trouble finding a couple of them, but the food there and the the drinks that they had there were absolutely delicious. Um, I'd never been to the Food and Wine Festival before, but a hundred percent want to go during it next time. Mm-hmm. Um, just the different. Food from all the countries was great. Um, Australia was one of my personal favorites. They had a really nice mimosa flight, which was very good. (laughs) Um, And then I'm a big noodle fan, so the noodles from Italy were outstanding. They had Mm. some really good ravioli there, which was great. We did not make it on Ratatouille. Um, I totally forgot that they have a virtual queue for it right now mm-hmm. and woke up way too late. So there was no chance of, me, of us getting in it anyways, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so totally forgot about that, but it did look like a pretty sweet ride. Um, did you, did you go into that area? Like the France area where Ratatouille is? Kind of, I'm honestly not entirely sure where Ratatouille is. I think it's kind of by the, um, the what's the word? The sky glider thing. Oh, uh, out of it. The the skyliner. Yeah, yeah, skyliner. <laughs> I was just talking about it, and I totally forgot. I do. Um, I do that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's just it wasn't super obvious. There was just a couple signs, and it didn't seem like people were flocking much over there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't as busy as. I perceived it to be, and maybe I could have gotten in the queue, but I just did not try very hard, to be honest. Um, we went on Soren and Living with the Land. Living with the Land, another another kind of sleeper ride, in my opinion, but one of my favorites at Epcot. It's just super, super interesting, super intriguing to see all those plants being grown, um, things that you probably don't. We, especially in Wisconsin, don't have a chance to see growing at all. 
which is cool. It's funny, Luke, you, you were talking about uh, going on this trip with, with people who aren't necessarily Disney fans. Our Disney fandom matches up pretty well, so we should probably probably at some point take a trip together because we'll probably enjoy all the same stuff. I think I would agree with that. I need to, <laughs> need to write it in the calendar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, living with the land, soaring, great rides, super fun for everyone pretty much. Um. We managed to get my aunt to go on Soren, who she's not not a ride person at all. And she she thought it was okay, but we managed to get her to go on it, which was pretty sweet. Nice. Um, we did spend the large majority of time in the worlds, um, just because that was mostly what we had came there for. And I was surprised to see the amount of people that were wearing like. Epcot drinking team shirts, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that that big of a thing, um, but apparently it is. So would highly highly recommend that. And I think that can even be like a two day endeavor if you're really getting into. You really like to try all the stuff. Um, you're definitely not going to be able to do that in just one day. Yeah, yeah, I would I would totally agree. Yeah, I'd say. One day start from Canada, and then the other side start from. I'm not sure what the last country is. I think it might be Mexico. <laughs> Mexico, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, recommend just kind of going in reverse order, especially if the Food and Wine Festival is going on there. Mm-hmm. I'd say Epcot was a great experience as well. We didn't have much trouble there, and there wasn't really any lines to wait in. Um, going through, we did go on a Sunday. So it was a bit crazier than I would have thought it would have been throughout all the countries. Um, the amount of people there was a bit astounding to me. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be that busy, but seeing it was one of the last weekends of the Food and Wine Festival, I guess I'm not too surprised about that. So moving on from Epcot to Animal Kingdom, last but not least. We did get there early one day, and we did manage to get in the line for Flight of Passage. Um, I think it took us about an hour and 45 minutes-ish to get from the end of the line to the ride, Um, and that was including getting there quite early. I think we got there at like eight minutes after open, and even at that point, it was already a two-hour line by the time we got there. So absolutely get there a good, probably 15, 20 minutes before the park mm-hmm. opens. If you want to spend any less time than an hour in, in these big ride lines is, is yeah. one thing that I would absolutely recommend, which we did learn very quickly. Um, so Avatar, I'll be honest, wasn't, wasn't a huge fan. Um, I don't know. Don't quite understand why it's such a long line. Um, in my opinion, it kind of seemed like soaring on steroids mm-hmm. um, where you kind of have your own individual bike, but I don't think it's one that I would recommend standing in a two hour line. in if you don't have lightning lane for it, um, do it once maybe to, to say you did it. But I would say that if you, if you want to wait in a long line, uh, rise of the resistance is the move for that one for sure. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, and I would have to disagree with you and maybe it's just because of the experience that I had on my, my last, um, trip that I went on where usually rise or not rise, usually, um, flooded passage, I'll feel a little nauseous. Um, and this last time I went, I took some meds for that and it was a completely different ride for me because I wasn't worried about feeling yeah. feeling sick on it so uh, it's it's possible that just that alone like got me super hyped up because I, I was feeling a lot better in it and i was able to enjoy the ride like the way everybody else does rather than just like being worried about feeling sick and so that i mean that's the experience that i had where i just i just thought it was such a such such an amazing ride and and but that's the thing is that like before that experience i was kind of more on the fence that you're on where it's kind of like, yeah, like it's a cool ride, but like, I wouldn't wait an hour for it. Um, I think, I, I don't think, I don't think I'd wait two hours for it. Uh, I think I'd, I'd 
really want to because the last time i went on i basically walked on like that was insane for me um so i was already hyped up because of that um but yeah i i don't know if i'd wait two hours to go on that ride but i'd wait i'd probably wait an hour to to go onto that ride but but then again it's it's the experience that i had with it too that that bumps that up so yeah i think i think i'd agree with your point i would I would probably wait an hour for it, but once it gets above an hour, I don't think I, I don't think I'd enjoy it as much or feel the need to wait in the line that long, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it, at Animal Kingdom, we hit the uh, the Great Ride closure as we did at Magic Kingdom with Everest closed, which wasn't great. Um, eventually, we got to it after two days at Animal Kingdom. We were able to get in line for Everest. Which was nice because that's one of my favorite rides. Um, that was the first ride that I first quote unquote big roller coaster that I ever went on on uh, a, a band trip a billion years ago. But my friends made me go on it, so it's kind of sentimental. It's like the, the big hump that I made it. I made it through one roller coaster, <laughs> so now I can do the rest, which is kind of cool, kind of sentimental. Nice. Um, so I do enjoy that ride a lot. We. Made it on the safari once, and we had uh, an outstanding safari. Um, kind of one of the ones where even the drivers pretty hyped up because <laughs> it's a lot better than they usually get to see. Um, we had a giraffe in the middle of the road in front of us, so we were kind of stuck just hanging out by the giraffes for probably ten minutes. <laughs> and the giraffes were super active; they were kind of they were running around and playing with each other and. I, I've never seen that before, which was really cool. Um, we got to see a lion, too, which you usually don't get to see very often. Um, he's just kind of hanging out, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. But that, that that's one of the things for only going on it once and Safari really being a hit or miss ride for the weight that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super, super awesome to actually get a good one and be able to see a lot of the animals that were out there and get stuck and get to hang out with some giraffes. That's yeah. That's funny. I I had the same experience too on my last trip. And usually safari is one of those things. Like there's a couple rides at Disney where it's like if you've been on it once, then like you can wait a couple more trips and then go on it again. But um, I went on it, and uh, like I don't know why, but we we just, we had a great safari, um, and we actually didn't even get to see lions on that safari. But there was enough going on, like just constantly on the safari we went on that like it was it was awesome and i I had a really really good time on it and that's usually a ride where i'm just kind of like and like i take it or leave it it's just a safari but but yeah i had kind of the same experience yeah yeah that's awesome i i would recommend to keep trying it until you get a good one because the good ones are absolutely worth it and Mm -hmm. kind of make up for the for the bad ones, but definitely hit or miss and definitely recommend going in the morning, I think is the recommendation when the animals are a lot more active. Um, and also pray that it's not a, not a bad day outside rainy or yeah, too cold or too hot or anything like that. You got to hope for the perfect storm kind of, <laughs> of, of weather and timing really. As far as, Animal Kingdom went. That's kind of all we did there. Um, my friends tried to convince me to go on Dinosaur, but I won't go on that ride because it's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> went on it once and it scared the crap out of me, so I have not been too keen to get on it again, but <laughs> I think it's a pretty good ride. Mm-hmm. I just am not a huge fan of it myself. Yeah. I managed to avoid I managed to avoid that one, <laughs> which was awesome. Um the also when we were walking through uh towards Everest, kind of in that Asia area there, um, they have that like little monkey tower and the monkeys were going crazy the whole time. Um they were like yelling at each other and swinging all over the place, <laughs> which was a really cool experience. And those those monkeys are loud. You can hear them from very far away. <laughs> and there was a lot of people just kind of watching them watching them hang out and do their thing which was really cool mm-hmm. um i'd say overall experience at the parks was pretty good um 
I would have liked to go on a bit more of the kind of sentimentally classic rides. Um, the group I was with seemed more focused on kind of the more action rides and more game rides like Buzz and Toy Story, which I also love. Um, but it would have been nice to get on some of the other rides. Like, I mean, it's a small world, of course. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean would have liked to get on that one. We did make an attempt, but um, the great closing unfortunately blocked us there. Yeah. That ride was also closed for a good, good chunk of the time we were there, which is, it's another great one. Um, so I, we didn't even really leave. Um, we didn't make it really into Frontierland at all. We didn't really make it anywhere else um, aside from by over by Space Mountain. I forget what the name of that area is called. Tomorrowland. Like, yeah, Tomorrowland. Um, yeah. <laughs> we didn't really get stray too far from there, mm. unfortunately. Um, so I would have liked to have spent a bit more time walking around, kind of doing things with, with the more sentimental rides. And it goes the same for, for some of the other parks, um, like Hollywood Studios as well. Um, you could get on a couple of the classic rides there. I wish, wish they still had the the shows there, but yeah, that's a that would have been a good time to spend there. You know, the Indiana Jones one is great, and I don't think I don't think Lights Motors Action exists anymore, does it? Nope. Uh, they got rid of that to make room for uh, uh, Batu, the Star Wars Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was another good one that I do miss out on um yeah that's kind of my overall thoughts of how the parks went they went good crowd was pretty big um we we waited a lot in lines Mm -hmm. but i suppose that's expected um in november kind of these november december months with Mm -hmm. christmas parties at magic kingdom and all kinds of holiday events going on yeah you also kind of went right around when um I felt like holiday was really starting to kick in. Um, and I noticed that a lot of like the Floridians end up showing up when that happens. Cause they know that like now all the Christmas stuff is going to be up. So they want to go check out the Christmas stuff and see what's new and everything like that. So. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like uh, we ran into converse with kind of quite a good amount of locals just kind of, while we were waiting in line and stuff, it seemed like they were <laughs> definitely there in full force. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as the park overview goes and with the crowds and stuff, we did buy Genie Plus for one day. Mm. Um, and we only managed to get on two rides with it, which wasn't great. Um, we got on Rock and Roller Coaster and Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say I'm not a huge fan personally. Um not necessarily because of the cost aspect, which is I mean, definitely a portion of it, but even if it even if fast passes were gone and everything was lightning lane in this new model that they've come out, um I don't think I'm as big of a fan of it as the fast pass system was. Mm-hmm. And and after discussing with kind of my brother and and a couple of the other people that were there with us, we found that it's really hard to plan around because in previous fast passes, you know, you'd get up or get your fast passes. I think you could do it in like 30 or 60 days out. Was it, mm-hmm. you could do that and you have a general structure to your day and kind of know what's going on. And, you know, if you had a fast pass for space mountain by lunch, you'd be like, Oh sweet. And go eat at cosmic rays. And then, shoot over to space mountain, but only being able to do one ride at a time kind of made it hard for us to plan our day and get structure for our day. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to me, not wanting to, um, or wanting to get on kind of the more sentimental and, and classic rides. I felt like if we had the older fast pass structure, it might've made that a bit more possible because, we would have had kind of the smaller ride fast passes that you'd get along with the big ride. So that way you could, you can get, I mean, the, the small world fast passes and those rides and it would kind of force you to move around the park a bit more. 
Um, but I found that with Genie Plus, it was just beelining to the big rides, and there wasn't much in between mm-hmm. for my group. And and you also don't know when you're going to get your next one, which was kind of a bit of the problem. I mean, you can get that first one right away at seven in the morning, but you have no idea after you get through your first lightning lane, what's going to be available, what times it's going to be available, where it's going to be available until you scan it at that second um, ticket reader in the line. And then it opens up so you can start looking while you're in line, but you don't really have much ideas what's going on for the rest of your day. Yeah. And part of me kind of thinks that for a long time back in the day, um, when my Disney experience showed up and these, uh, like you had to make fast passes like 60 to 30 days in advance, um, people were complaining that like, you can't just show up to Disney anymore. Um, and I wonder if that, this is kind of them trying to bridge the gap of like people who plan, which I, I'm a planner. Like I, I loved being able to like plan, like, like at one point I planned a trip like by the hour. Um, just because I was able to. Um, so I wonder if they're trying to like bridge the gap between people who will plan and people who just show up and are just like, I want to go to Disney for a day. Uh, because I feel like at well, at one point they were getting people who would show up who would be like, I want to do fast passes. And they would be like, well, there aren't any because you had to do this 60 days ago. <laughs> um, so I wonder if that's just kind of their way of appeasing those people who just show up to Disney and they're like, I want to do a Disney for a day and show up and then realize that, that everything is like case by case. Like what, once you do one, you, then you do another one. Um, and I understand that that's kind of how we did it in the olden days. Um, and so maybe it's just the part of me that like still does want to plan and like, doesn't want to go through the parks, like all willy nilly like, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to test it out. I think I'm going to I'm going to pay for it for most of my trip, um, just to see what it's like. Um, so hopefully it's uh because again I I'm a planner and hopefully it doesn't really get in the way of stuff like that. Um, but I mean we'll 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 see we'll see how it works. Um, and if it works out. So yeah, it'd be interesting to hear how your experience goes. See if it goes a bit better than mine, and you know what you discover by doing it for multiple days we just kind of hit it for one because we were going to be there so long anyways yeah at so many at the parks over seven days we didn't we didn't know how much value it would add for us yeah um so i'm definitely interested to hear how it works out for you hopefully better than us and don't forget to get up at 7 a.m to plan it (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that's for sure um so only have a couple more things that I wanted to go over in my notes here. Mm-hmm. Um, I did briefly mention it, uh, and I know you mentioned it last week too, but we did end up getting a tea time at the Lake Bonavista golf course, <laughs> which was awesome. Great experience. Um, as long as you go later in the day, it's absolutely affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, we just played nine holes and for nine holes with, Club rental, um, part included and everything. It it was about 60 bucks a person, person, which in Disney is not bad at all. Um, that's not too far off from, from the cost of playing here in Wisconsin. So I thought it was absolutely reasonable. Um, and I'd definitely do it again. Uh, when it starts to get expensive is when you start looking at the, the earlier tea times in the days, like mm. anything before noon, is double, triple the price because it's primetime golfing and <laughs> it, it just kind of makes sense. But um, overall, it was a good experience. The club rentals were decent. They were like a combination of M5 and M6s, which wasn't too bad anyone, for you golfers out there. Um, Taylor made M5, M6s. They're they pretty good clubs. So I would definitely recommend that. It was super cool holes. Um, a couple of them you're being off over the river that like the boats drive on. <laughs> oh, wow. So we we did have a boat pass us on a tee box and there were people <laughs> yelling at us, but <laughs> we, we, we waited 
just to make sure we didn't hit them. But it was really cool. Pretty scenic holes, hard holes. It's a hard course for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely manageable. Nothing, nothing way harder than I've seen before. But absolutely would recommend if you're a golf fan to see if you can't get just a later sunset tea time, even just for nine holes, just to say you've played on on a Disney golf course before. Yeah, it's it's definitely th- something I want to do. Um and and it's funny, yeah, looking at these prices, it's it's very reasonable golf. Uh it's it's I mean, I've dropped money on uh like U- University Ridge before. So, um and that that course is it it consistently makes like the top 50 courses in in the nation. So, um it's a great place to go and so it's just it's very much on par with prices we see from from around here. Um, what do you, what do you think? So since you, you are a fellow golfer, what do you think the, like, how did they keep up, um, like the fairways and stuff? Like, what, like, would you say that the, um, fairways were better than, than, uh, stuff around here or like, was it better manicured or would you say it's kind of like the same, same stuff that we have here? Yeah, I'd say it wasn't too different from the, from the courses we have here. Um, a bit more manicured, I'd say that definitely. Um, there's a couple holes that are lower elevation. Um, there was a couple holes that were pretty pretty swampy and wet. Um, even though it hadn't really rained before that, I think that might just be kind of natural at this point. So there was a couple permanent um, dirt path only holes, mm-hmm. but otherwise it was a very nice course and super excited to play it again next time I go. Um, the only speaking of affordability, the only cost that will creep up on you is if you forget a polo shirt because they are like $80 in the pro shop <laughs> and you'll pay more for your shirt to be able to golf than to go golfing. So definitely don't forget a polo shirt. That's yeah, that's funny. Um, thank, thankfully, if, if I, if I decide that I want to go, I will definitely bring a polo, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and you're not going to let Apollo get in your way of golfing, so. Well, definitely. <laughs> you'll end up buying it. <laughs> At least you'll have a cool Mickey Polo. Exactly, yeah. And the last thing that I wanted to go over was uh, Disney Springs, which was great, as usual, and it was super awesome to be able to just be a, a couple-minute walk away. Um, we had... Ended up having three dinner reservations there, or reservations, one was for lunch. Um, one of them was at Terlina Craft at Italian, which was very underwhelming, very disappointing. Um, would not recommend. It was very overpriced. I think it was $4 for a refill of Coke, which was insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the food was just not there. Um, we had we went to City Works, which was probably one of my favorite places. Hmm. Um, from where we were staying, it was... At, as far of a walk as it can possibly be from the room because uh, it's right next to Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. So it was like a 20 minute walk there, um, which wasn't too bad, but um, it, it was really good food. And I would recommend the burgers. there were outstanding and they have 96 beers on tap and you can build your own flight, which was really cool. Um, and then we had a reservation at SDK, which we had been there before. Um, and it was great, great atmosphere, great experience. So we made another reservation and just as good as the last time. The steaks were great. All the all the appetizers are were outstanding and they had some pretty good cocktails there. While it is on the expensive side, um, if you're looking for kind of a fancier dinner, I would definitely recommend it. Nice. So for the trip as a whole, on Friday we ended up getting on the Tragical Express for one last time. <laughs> Since it will no longer be. Um, and it was overall a very successful trip, I'd say. Um, it was a nice, relaxing break from work. We spent probably a bit too much time at the parks and could have used a little bit more relaxing, I think. But as a whole, um, it was a great success. There wasn't a ton of issues that we ran into other than the little Space Mountain incident. Uh, everything was pretty pretty smooth, uh, calm, collected. We 
we had a great time. I enjoyed having the ability to spend my brother's 21st birthday moving around the countries at Epcot. It was a great experience to kind of have with the family together there. It was, it was awesome. So I think all in all, great success. Uh, super excited to go again, hopefully in February. And excited to hear about your trip next, Kylo. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, and, and all of this gets me more excited for my trip, so I'm, I'm always happy to hear it. And um, I, I want to mention, I just love when when close friends go to Disney because I get to like hear about all the stuff. So it was like Luke and I were, were were texting nonstop, like pretty much while he was at Disney, and it's always great to hear about somebody's trip and about like what people are doing. Um, so that's always fun. Um, I get to live through you for a little bit and, and somebody close is, is at Disney. So that's, that's always fun. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was great having you on, um, being able to talk about your experience. Um, and, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have you on again. Uh, it's the, the next thing that we, we want to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to make you a, uh, <laughs> A, sta- a staple on the show. <laughs> yeah, super appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, everyone enjoys the little little trip overview there. Um, and like I said, excited to hear about yours. And you better also be texting me the whole time that you're there as well. Of course, of course. Um, but um, that's all we got for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm gonna do all the socials. Uh, and I'm probably going to trip over it, but uh, go ahead and find us on Facebook. Um, we have a community on Facebook too. So uh, if you're interested, uh, go ahead and join that and see what everybody's talking about. Um, and just let us know when your next trip is. And, uh, or if you just recently had a trip, how'd it go? Let us know. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. We have a Twitter um, we, we've, we've got, we've got all the socials. So, uh, find, find us out there. Uh, we're, we're posting stuff. We're out there. Uh, talk to us. We want to hear about the stuff that you guys want to hear about, uh, on the podcast. But with that, that's all we got for you guys tonight. Thank you, Luke, again, uh, for coming on. It was, it was a great time talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Excited for the next time. And we will talk to you next time on Miles from May Street. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com. With any thoughts, and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it.